it's so easy for us to imitate dad is because he makes such an impact on many of us. Many of us uh, are, are, are forever shaped by the role that our, our fathers played. And dads are a funny group. See, fathers and mothers enter the child-rearing business at different places. A mom has about nine months where she gets her head around it. Truthfully, most moms can tell you they decided to be moms long before that, that nine-month period. But guys, we're just kind of oblivious. Well, you know, we don't really have a lot to do with that part. And so we just kind of go on about our merry way. We, we're, we're supportive, and we try to help, and we try to do things. But really, we're not doing anything. And, and really, we're not ready to, to, to do the fatherhood thing until that moment. That moment in the delivery room when we hold that baby in our arms for the first time. Right? And you look down at that little face. And, and at that moment, at delivery, dads get their whole world changed. Because we, we look down at that little face and realize... I'm a father. It's kind of like a delivery room discovery. I, I, I'm a father. And, and it get, it, it's easy to get all excited about it at first because, you know, if it's a boy, you're thinking about how you're going you're gonna to teach him to play sports or you're going you're gonna to teach him to fish or, or, or you're going to teach him to, to drive a car. You're going to teach uh, whatever. You get to thinking about all these things. And then all the responsibility starts to hit you that, that somebody's got to pay for that car. Somebody's got to pay for that insurance. And somebody, this little human is totally dependent on me. And, and, and I can barely make my own lunch. And, and so it, it starts to hit you. It starts to, it starts to weigh on you. And at this point, dads make a decision. We make a decision that we're going to be a dad, that we're going to be a father. It's a big decision. It's a life-changing decision. And that decision will set up dominoes that will affect every decision that he will make for the rest of his life. Being a dad, it's, it's a rational choice to forever alter everything. Everything is going to be changed. His schedule, his direction, his focus, his priorities, everything is changed by that tiny little life that he's holding in his arms. See, fathering a child's not difficult, but being, becoming a father is. And, and that's why our society, there are so many that, that are struggling without fathers. Because there are a lot of men who in that moment can't handle that responsibility, can't handle that decision. The decision to be a father, though, is not merely a, a delivery room decision. It's an ongoing daily decision. That being a father is something that he's going to decide every day. You know, a century ago, dads were on-site parents. In an agricultural society, they worked the farm, and their children worked the farm with them, and they were together most of the time. In our modern culture, that's not always the case. A lot of times, dad leaves before the children are even awake, some dads are, are gone on, on work-related trips for, for, for sometimes days, weeks at a time. Some dads don't come home until their children are already in bed. And, and so it's a different time. It's a different world than, than what our ancestors grew up in. But throughout the day, in, in both of those settings, 
every day dads renew that decision to be a father it's it's will will i attend this convention will i is is this meeting essential can i can i rearrange these appointments and and find some time for for this or that on the way home from work dads have to take off that work hat and and put on that dad hat and change your frame of mind it's a decision to manage your time to manage your focus to rearrange your life to connect with those children and it's important it's an important daily decision because that's what the kids are gonna remember let me give you an example if Olivia were here I would ask her she can't remember when dad was asked to speak at the big uh, prestigious college university she don't remember any of that didn't make a blip in her life she can remember when dad played video games with her. you see Allie can't tell you how many copies dad's book sold but she can tell you how many times dad's taken her fishing because that's what matters that's what impacts their life and and it's 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 all of us it's not just it's not any one of us we all are making that decision you've heard me say before you could get any idiot to stand up here and do this and preach and talk but Allie and Olivia only have one dad and so that's that's where the focus has to change um, my girls won't remember daddy's professional accomplishments your kids won't remember how much you sold or whether you were employee of the year but they will remember the time and the attention that we invest in them and they'll imitate that they're going to imitate that in their own lives when we have boys dads are teaching them how to be men and those boys are going to grow up and imitate that when we have girls we're teaching them what kind of man they want in their life and they're going to grow up and imitate that. And it's a huge responsibility when you start to think of it that way, that, that they're going to imitate what we do. Paul Harvey told a story about Gray Baker of Jackson, Mississippi. And, and Gray goes golfing two or three times a week, and he takes his three-year-old grandson along as a companion. And, and he's bought him his own little miniature set of clubs, and, and the little boy has been learning golf by, by spending time and imitating his grandfather. So during a family cookout, they decided to show off some of little Trevor's skills, and they got his golf clubs out, and, and they say, show us what you learned from Grandpa. And so he got out his golf clubs, and he takes a swing, and then he says about 15 words that would make a sailor blush, and he throws his club into a nearby tree. Because kids imitate what they see, whether we like it or not. Which brings us to Philippians 3. See, Paul's been extolling the incomparable worth of knowing Christ. He's been telling these people that, that knowing Christ is worth more than anything. It's worth more than, than freedom or, or security. It's worth more than life or death. It's worth more than anything. And, and, and then he goes on, and, and in chapter 2, he's told them that Christ felt like 
we were worth more than, than Godhood. And he gave that up to be made into the form of a servant and that that's the mindset we should have. He then goes on to tell them that everything that we strive for, whether it be secular or religious, but everything that we're working towards is garbage compared to the, the, the incomparable worth of knowing Christ. And then he starts giving the practical advice. Verse 17, Brothers, join in imitating me, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Now, that kind of sounds arrogant. No, you're not supposed to call Scripture arrogant, and, and, and we're not supposed to say things like that. But, but everybody imitate me sounds a little bit arrogant. But that's not what he's saying. He's not saying, hey, folks, you try to be just like me. Because this is the same guy who, who fussed at the Corinthians because, because you're following this guy and you're following this guy. Brethren, be followers together of me, is how King James renders that. Um, NIV, join together in following my example. Translators lump these passages together with the other imitation passages that are in, in 1 Corinthians, 1 Thessalonians, Ephesians. There's, there's other passages where he talks about imitation. But, but this is not the same word. This is a different word. In fact, this word, I'm not going to attempt it, it, is only used here in Philippians 3.17 only place in the Bible. So those other passages that talk about imitating are using a different word and they're talking about a different concept. So what is Philippians 3.17 talking about? This word does not mean imitate me. It means join with me in imitation. Now that's different. That's a big difference. See, in context, you get the focus. When we read this in context and don't pull it out, when we read it in the course of this letter, we see what Paul's saying. There's nothing greater than knowing Christ. Nothing. No matter what it is, life, death, whatever, religion, religious accomplishments, all junk, all garbage compared to knowing Christ. And then you go back to verse 10. I want to know Christ. What does that look like, Paul? Well, I, it looks like an imitation of him. That, that's what he goes to, to chapter 2 and says, you're, you're to have the same mind. So it looks like an imitation. I want to know Christ, and I want to know the power of his rising. I want to share in his suffering. I want to be like him in his death. And, and I want to imitate Jesus. And if you're mature, verse 15, you're going to be striving for that same goal, imitating Christ. So the call is not to be Paul. It's not imitate Paul. It's not try to be like Paul. It's join with Paul in imitating Jesus because that's the only one that is worth imitating. So Paul is saying, join me in this imitation and keep your eyes focused on others who are doing the same. And that's the call to dads this morning. I didn't set this up. You've heard me say this before. Jeff's not that smart. God puts it together this way so that we ended up on this passage on this Sunday. But imitating Christ. See, my kids aren't simply going to follow my directions, right? And a lot of those who have already raised adult children want to shout amen. Uh, but my kids aren't going to just do what I tell them to do. They're going to much more do what they see me do. 
And, and in our culture, we are encouraged to imitate lots of things. We're encouraged to imitate the, 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 the superstars. We're encouraged to imitate the actors. We're encouraged to imitate the sports figures. We're encouraged to imitate the, 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 the music figures or the politicians or whatever it is that we're imitating. Paul would say, that's all garbage. That's all junk. Put that away and imitate Jesus. The way we raise our kids to know the incomparable worth of knowing Christ is by imitating Jesus. That means that impacts every aspect of our life. That means I've got to imitate Jesus in how I treat their mother. That means I'm going to imitate Jesus in how I do my job. It means I'm going to imitate Jesus in everything, whether it's the way I drive my car or how I relate to the waiter in the restaurant, whenever we can finally go back to restaurants. But, but regardless, it's about imitating Jesus. And so when we do that, we don't just join with Paul. We join with Peter and James and John and all the, the, the church leaders and the great people who've gone on before us, and we keep our eyes on those who are doing the same thing, and we join together in imitating Christ. So the decision, the next decision for dads, is more important even than that delivery room decision that we talked about. It's a decision to imitate Christ. See, it's easy to talk about. It's easy to talk about it. It's easy to sing about it. It's easy to, 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 to wear my little jewelry that says it. It's, it's easy. But doing it, to actually walk as Christ walked, to do so in such a way that, that it's forever instilling that imitation in your children that's a big decision, and that's hard. This morning, I, I want to publicly challenge our dads to accept that challenge. Whether you're here or whether you're there, wherever you are, I want to challenge you to accept that challenge to imitate Christ. And we're going to do the hokey thing. Some people are like, oh, he's going to do the thing. Yes, we're going to do the thing, and I don't care. I, when you get the microphone, you get to make the rules. But uh, uh, we're going to do the thing. We're going to stand up, and we're going to, in front of my church, in front of my wife, in front of my children, in front of all the saints that are gathered here and online, we're going to stand up, and we're going to publicly proclaim that I'm going to live my life to imitate Christ. All of us. You at home, I see you and your lazy boy. You're going to get up too. We're going to stand up and we're going to proclaim that we're going to imitate Christ. Because it, it's important. It's a lifetime decision. And it's an ongoing decision. It's not, it's not a one-time thing. Um, it, it's, it's something that continues throughout my life. Uh, just like being a father, I have to continually renew this decision that I'm going to imitate Christ. So, dads, future dads, uh, guys who hope to someday be dads, current dads, whatever, stand up please.
and y'all don't know it, but I have the NSA stuff that I can see through the screen. I see you. You need to get up too. There is that technology. Alexa's listening to you. Um, everybody's going to stand up, and we're going to repeat together Philippians 3, starting at verse 10, down through about verse 12. So this is not our words. This is not my words. We're going to repeat the words that Paul proclaims when he talks about imitating Christ. So read this with me, verse 10. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his suffering, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. We're going to join together with Paul. We're going to join together with the great men who've gone on before us. Some of it's, it's our own fathers. That's who you're thinking of. We're going to join together with those people who, who walk according to that walk, who join in imitating Christ. This call is not just for dads. This is not just a male thing. It's Father's Day, so we're focusing in on that. But, but ladies, kids, teens, it's all for you as well. We are going to join together in imitating Christ. We've said it. Now we're going to sing it. We're going to continue to proclaim it, not just here, not just today, but as we leave this place. As we sing this song, if we can be of assistance to you, I encourage you to come down. If you're at home, email us. Put a Facebook message in there. We will be happy to pray for you in whatever way that you need. But right now, let's all join together and stand as we sing.